Part two, section eight of Swan's Way by Marcel Proust, translated by C. K. Scott Moncrief, eighteen eighty nine to nineteen thirty. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part two, Combray, section eight. While I was reading in the garden, a thing my great aunt would never have understood my doing save on a Sunday that being the day on which it was unlawful to indulge in any serious occupation and on which she herself would lay aside her sewing on a weekday she would have said how you can go on amusing yourself with a book it isn't sunday you know putting into the word amusing an implication of childishness and waste of time my aunt leonie would be gossiping with francoise until it was time for eulalie to arrive she would tell her that she had just seen madame goupil go by without an umbrella in the silk dress she had made for her the other day at chateau d'une if she has far to go before vespers she may get it properly soaked very likely which meant also very likely not was the answer for francoise did not wish definitely to exclude the possibility of a happier alternative there now went on my aunt beating her brow that reminds me that i never heard if she got to church this morning before the elevation i must remember to ask you lately francoise just look at that black cloud behind the steeple and how poor the light is on the slates you may be certain it will rain before the day is out it couldn't possibly keep on like this it's been too hot and the sooner the better for until the storm breaks my vichy water won't go down she concluded since in her mind the desire to accelerate the digestion of her vichy water was of infinitely greater importance than her fear of seeing madame goupil's new dress ruined very likely and you know that when it rains in the square there's none too much shelter suddenly my aunt turned pale what three o'clock she exclaimed but vespers will have begun already and i've forgotten my pepsin now i know why that vichy water has been lying on my stomach and falling precipitately upon a prayer-book bound in purple velvet with gilt clasps out of which in her haste she let fall a shower of the little pictures each in a lace fringe of yellowish paper which she used to mark the places of the greater feasts of the church my aunt while she swallowed her drops began at full speed to mutter the words of the sacred text its meaning being slightly clouded in her brain by the uncertainty whether the pepsin when taken so long after the vichy would still be able to overtake it and to send it down three o'clock it's unbelievable how time flies a little tap at the window as though some missile had struck it followed by a plentiful falling sound as light though as if a shower of sand were being sprinkled from a window overhead then the fall spread took on an order a rhythm became liquid loud drumming musical innumerable universal it was the rain there francoise what did i tell you how it's coming down but i think i heard the bell at the garden gate go along and see who can be outside in this weather francoise went and returned it's madame amedee my grandmother she said she was going for a walk it's raining hard all the same i'm not at all surprised said my aunt looking up towards the sky i've always said that she was not in the least like other people well i'm glad it's she and not myself who's outside in all this madame amedee is always the exact opposite of the rest said francoise not unkindly refraining until she should be alone with the other servants from stating her belief that my grandmother was a bit off her head there's benediction over eulalie will never come now sighed my aunt it will be the weather that's frightened her away 
but it's not five o'clock yet madame octave it's only half past four only half past four and here am i obliged to draw back the small curtains just to get a tiny streak of daylight at half past four only a week before the rogation days oh my poor Françoise, the dear lord must be sorely vexed with us the world is going too far in these days as my poor octave used to say we have forgotten god too often and he is taking vengeance upon us a bright flush animated my aunt's cheeks it was eulalie as ill luck would have it scarcely had she been admitted to the presence when Françoise reappeared and with a smile which was meant to indicate her full participation in the pleasure which she had no doubt her tidings would give my aunt articulating each syllable so as to show that in spite of her having to translate them into indirect speech she was repeating as a good servant should the very words which the new visitor had condescended to use said his reverence the cure would be delighted enchanted if madame octave is not resting just now and could see him his reverence does not wish to disturb madame octave his reverence is downstairs i told him to go into the parlour had the truth been known the cure's visits gave my aunt no such ecstatic pleasure as Françoise supposed and the air of jubilation with which she felt bound to illuminate her face whenever she had to announce his arrival did not altogether correspond to what was felt by her invalid the cure an excellent man with whom i am sorry now that i did not converse more often for even if he cared nothing for the arts he knew a great many etymologies being in the habit of showing distinguished visitors over his church he had even planned to compile a history of the parish of Combray, used to weary her with his endless explanations which incidentally never varied in the least degree but when his visit synchronized exactly with eulalie's it became frankly distasteful to my aunt she would have preferred to make the most of eulalie and not to have had the whole of her circle about her at one time but she dared not send the cure away and had to content herself with making a sign to eulalie not to leave when he did so that she might have her to herself for a little after he had gone what is this i have been hearing father that a painter has set up his easel in your church and is copying one of the windows old as i am i can safely say that i have never even heard of such a thing in all my life what is the world coming to next i wonder and the ugliest thing in the whole church too i will not go so far as to say that it is quite the ugliest for although there are certain things in st hilaire which are well worth a visit there are others that are very old now in my poor basilica the only one in all the diocese that has never even been restored lord knows our porch is dirty and out of date still it is of a majestic character take for instance the esther tapestries though personally i would not give a brass farthing for the pair of them but experts put them next after the one at Saint. i can quite see too that apart from certain details which are well a trifle realistic they show features which testify to a genuine power of observation but don't talk to me about the windows is it common sense i ask you to leave up windows which shut out all the daylight and even confuse the eyes by throwing patches of colour to which i should be hard put to it to give a name on a floor in which there are not two slabs on the same level and yet they refuse to renew the floor for me because if you please those are the tombstones of the abbots of Combray and the lords of guermont the old counts you know of brabant direct ancestors of the present duc de guermont and of his duchess also since she was the lady of the guermont family and married her cousin 
my grandmother whose steady refusal to take any interest in persons had ended in her confusing all their names and titles whenever any one mentioned the duchesse de guemont used to make out that she must be related to madame de villeparisis the whole family would then burst out laughing and she would attempt to justify herself by harking back to some invitation to a christening or funeral i feel sure that there was a guermont in it somewhere and for once i would side with the others and against her refusing to admit that there could be any connection between her school friend and the descendant of genevieve de bourbon look at roussainville the cure went on it is nothing more nowadays than a parish of farmers though in olden times the place must have had a considerable importance from its trade in felt hats and clocks i am not certain by the way of the etymology of roussainville i should dearly like to think that the name was originally rouville from radulfi villa analogous don't you see to chateau rue castrum radulfi but we will talk about that some other time very well the church there has superb windows almost all quite modern including that most imposing entry of louis philippe into combray which would be more in keeping surely at combray itself and which is every bit as good i understand as the famous windows at chartres only yesterday i met dr persepide's brother who goes in for these things and he told me that he looked upon it as a most beautiful piece of work but as i said to this artist who by the way seems to be a most civil fellow and is a regular virtuoso it appears with his brush what on earth i said to him do you find so extraordinary in this window which is if anything a little dingier than the rest i am sure that if you were to ask his lordship said my aunt in a resigned tone for she had begun to feel that she was going to be tired he would never refuse you a new window you may depend upon it madame octave replied the cure why it was just his lordship himself who started the outcry about the window by proving that it represented gilbert the bad a lord of guermont and a direct descendant of genevieve de brabant who was a daughter of the house of guermont receiving absolution from st hilaire but i don't see where st hilaire comes in why yes have you never noticed in the corner of the window a lady in a yellow robe very well that is st hilaire who is also known you will remember in certain parts of the country as st hilier st hilier and even in the jura st hilie but these various corruptions of sanctus hilarius are by no means the most curious that have occurred in the names of the blessed saints take for example my good eulalie the case of your own patron sancta eulalia you know what she has become in burgundy saint eloi nothing more nor less the lady has become a gentleman do you hear that eulalie after you are dead they will make a man of you oh father will always have his joke gilbert's brother charles the stammerer was a pious prince but having early in life lost his father pepin the mad who died as a result of his mental infirmity he wielded the supreme power with all the arrogance of a man who has not been subjected to discipline in his youth so much so that whenever he saw a man in a town whose face he did not remember he would massacre the whole place to the last inhabitant gilbert wishing to be avenged on charles caused the church at combray to be burned down the original church that was which theodebert when he and his court left the country residence he had near here at tiberzy which is of course theodoberiacus to go out and fight the burgundians had promised to build over the tomb of st hilaire if the saint brought him victory nothing remains of it now but the crypt into which theodore has probably taken you for gilbert burned all the rest finally he defeated the unlucky charles with the aid of william which the cure pronounced willem the conqueror which is why so many english still come to visit the place 
but he does not appear to have managed to win the affection of the people of combray for they fell upon him as he was coming out from mass and cut off his head theodore has a little book that he lends people which tells you the whole story but what is unquestionably the most remarkable thing about our church is the view from the belfry which is full of grandeur certainly in your case since you are not very strong i should never recommend you to climb our seven and ninety steps just half the number they have in the famous cathedral at milan it is quite tiring enough for the most active person especially as you have to go on your hands and knees if you don't wish to crack your skull and you collect all the cobwebs off the staircase upon your clothes in any case you should be well wrapped up he went on without noticing my aunt's fury at the mere suggestion that she could ever possibly be capable of climbing into his belfry for there's a strong breeze there once you get to the top some people even assure me that they have felt the chill of death up there no matter on sundays there are always clubs and societies who come some of them long distances to admire our beautiful panorama and they always go home charmed wait now next sunday if the weather holds you will be sure to find a lot of people there for rogation tide you must admit certainly that the view from up there is like a fairy tale with what you might call vistas along the plain which have quite a special charm of their own on a clear day you can see as far as venouille and then another thing you can see at the same time places which you are in the habit of seeing one without the other as for instance the course of the vivant and the ditches at saint assise le combray which are separated really by a screen of tall trees or to take another example there are all the canals at jouy le vicomte which is gaudiacus vice comitis as of course you know each time that i have been to jouy i have seen a bit of a canal in one place and then i have turned a corner and seen another but when i saw the second i could no longer see the first i tried in vain to imagine how they lay by one another it was no good but from the top of st hilaire is quite another matter the whole countryside is spread out before you like a map only you cannot make out the water you would say that there were great rifts in the town slicing it up so neatly that it looks like a loaf of bread which still holds together after it has been cut up to get it all quite perfect you would have to be in both places at once up here on the top of st hilaire and down there at jouy le vicomte the cure had so much exhausted my aunt that no sooner had he gone than she was obliged to send away eulalie also here my poor eulalie she said in a feeble voice drawing a coin from a small purse which lay ready to her hand this is just something so that you shall not forget me in your prayers oh but madame octave i don't think i ought to you know very well that i don't come here for that so eulalie would answer with the same hesitation and the same embarrassment every sunday as though each temptation were the first and with a look of displeasure which enlivened my aunt and never offended her for if it so happened that eulalie when she took the money looked a little less sulky than usual my aunt would remark afterwards i cannot think what has come over eulalie i gave her just the trifle i always give and she did not look at all pleased i don't think she has very much to complain of all the same francoise would sigh grimly for she had a tendency to regard as petty cash all that my aunt might give her for herself or her children and as treasure riotously squandered on a pampered and ungrateful darling the little coin slipped sunday by sunday into eulalie's hand but so discreetly passed that francoise never managed to see them it was not that she wanted to have for herself the money my aunt bestowed on eulalie she had already enjoyed a sufficiency of all that my aunt possessed in the knowledge that the wealth of the mistress automatically ennobled and glorified the maid in the eyes of the world 
and that she herself was conspicuous and worthy to be praised throughout cambrai jouy le vicomte and other cities of men on account of my aunt's many farms her frequent and prolonged visits from the cure and the astonishing number of bottles of vichy water which she consumed Françoise was avaricious only for my aunt had she had control over my aunt's fortune which would have more than satisfied her highest ambition she would have guarded it from the assaults of strangers with a maternal ferocity she would however have seen no great harm in what my aunt whom she knew to be incurably generous allowed herself to give away had she given only to those who were already rich perhaps she felt that such persons not being actually in need of my aunt's presence could not be suspected of simulating affection for her on that account besides presents offered to persons of great wealth and position such as madame sazerat m swann m legrandin and madame goupy to persons of the same class as my aunt and who would naturally mix with her seemed to Françoise to be included among the ornamental customs of that strange and brilliant life led by rich people who hunted and shot gave balls and paid visits a life which she would contemplate with an admiring smile but it was by no means the same thing if for this princely exchange of courtesies my aunt substituted mere charity if her beneficiaries were of the class which Françoise would label people like myself or people no better than myself people whom she despised even more if they did not address her always as madame Françoise, just to show that they considered themselves to be not as good and when she saw that despite all her warnings my aunt continued to do exactly as she pleased and to fling money away with both hands or so at least Françoise believed on undeserving objects she began to find that the presents she herself received from my aunt were very tiny compared to the imaginary riches squandered upon eulalie there was not in the neighbourhood of cambrai a farm of such prosperity and importance that Françoise doubted eulalie's ability to buy it without thinking twice out of the capital which her visits to my aunt had brought in it must be added that eulalie had formed an exactly similar estimate of the vast and secret hordes of Françoise so every sunday after eulalie had gone Françoise would mercilessly prophesy her coming downfall she hated eulalie but was at the same time afraid of her and so felt bound when eulalie was there to look pleasant but she would make up for that after the other's departure never it is true alluding to her by name but hinting at her in sibylline oracles or in utterances of a comprehensive character like those of ecclesiastes the preacher but so worded that their special application could not escape my aunt after peering out at the side of the curtain to see whether eulalie had shut the front door behind her flatterers know how to make themselves welcome and to gather up the crumbs but have patience have patience our god is a jealous god and one fine day he will be avenged upon them she would declaim with the sidelong insinuating glance of joash thinking of athaliah alone when he says that the prosperity of wicked men runs like a torrent past and soon is spent End of part two, section eight. Recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.